0: Hello everyone, I'm Mike from The Self App and thank you for listening to The Self App Podcast. This is a show where we discuss all things good thoughts, good words, good deeds related and interview people passionate about being their best self and who are helping others to be their best self too. Some of the segments include Coaching Clinic, where we talk to psychologists, motivational thinkers and life coaches, Book Club, where we discuss and share reviews on our favourite books, Startup Spotlight taking a pre-seed and more often than not, non-techie view on starting a business and running a business, Health and Fitness Hustle, where we provide tips, tricks, and training from experts, and Esoteric Edge, a look at hidden or secret philosophy and how it can help you be your best self. If you haven't already, please download the Self App, where we give you a collection of tools to help you be your best self, and 3% of all our profits are donated to Charity. Hello, everyone. I'm Mike from the Self app. Thank you for tuning in today. Today, it's my privilege to introduce you to Raj Raja. I've known Raj for close to 20 years, and over that time, Raj has spent time, in fact, 15 years across software as a service, better known as SaaS, and HR businesses. Right now, he's the founder of the Martech.com, a rapidly growing scale-up SaaS business, or software as a service business, founded in Sydney, but now operating in four countries and growing every day. Raj, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. I didn't want to steal your thunder by, by elaborating on your broader story, but, you know, if you could help our audience by filling in um, some of the details that take us back to where, you know, we first met each other and and we can set the platform from there.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. No, thanks for having me, Mike. Um, so I guess the uh, we met each other when in the first, like, software business we're in. Um, and that was what, Stung back a while now, but it's yeah, close to 20 years. I That's shown 20 years ago, there. yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, one of the questions I think you've asked me is, like, why have I gone on this, like, weird non-linear journey? You know, why have I made some of these mm. kind of points? So is that kind of, did you want me to elaborate on that, Mike?
0: Yeah, I'd love to. You know, for our audience's sake, just just to fill a little bit of the gap as you springboard into that. Um, You know, when Raj and I met, we were both young, ambitious, cocky kids, really starting out our software-selling careers. And, and, you know, we had a mentor, if I can call him a mentor, that was rather zany but had a secret source that I think neither of us had seen before. And, and, you know, I think after seeing that, there was almost just a – a laneway or a slipway for me that i was like wow software sales and tech is is where i want to be the corporate guy that runs through there and you know the whole time we were talking even at a very young age you were popping up ideas about entrepreneurialism and you know thinking about starting up a business and things that were you use the word non-linear, it really was non-linear. There was nothing, at least at the time, that I could see was tangential to what we're doing. And I remember saying to you, you know, we'd have coffee breaks, i said, what are you thinking about this stuff? What sure. are you crazy? You're making so much money here, you're doing so well, you know, your career is set, you're going to be be a star. Uh, you know, so take us back to that point from where, you know, we're both individual contributors, we're both, you know, corporate lackeys and, and how you got into um, the trajectory of, of really where you are today.
1: Yeah, yeah sure, no worries. Um, so, the, I think it was about 16, um, 16 time, um, and I'd read this book, uh, which is which Paul, Dad, Poor Um, in particular there was the uh, Cash Flow Quadrant, which is I think book two or something, and it kind of talked about employees and self-employed business owners, investors, and, um, and at that time that was pretty like revolutionary for me as, as a kid. In particular, I was a bit like, oh, okay. Because I had ethnic parents, come from a strong, like, educational, um, I guess, school educational system. Um, And I did well in school. It's not like I'm not saying it's it's anything wrong with that. I just went through that, and my dad was an engineer, and um, that's all I'd kind of seen today. And then I met that, I read that book, and simultaneously I went to an academic school where there was one person who was. Kind of a rich kid he's like you would never know it he's a very good mate of mine but his old man um was uh we went used to go to his house in summer and he's like lived straight absolute waterfront house in sydney uh and i was like at one stage i was like just what did his dad do and he'd started this like real estate and then he started this bed and bath kind of business in perth and a boat business and eventually he built a business that floated on the stock exchange in the 90s and recently got taken out for about 300 million um and it's not like suddenly they it was like he was like my mentor or anything like that it was just just helped me connect the dots that this was possible um and that was kind of that and when i look back what i i think is um a real strength of this whole thing is to be able to be 19 or 20 years old and then make a plan for 20 years. And that plan for 20 years was, hey, I'll be an employee for a period of time to learn what I need to learn. And I wanted to choose an area in that that was really gone places. Good business models, good valuations. At the time, I didn't call it that valuations all the rest of it. Now I get that. At the time, it was just like, hey, these guys are just like hot. And if I'm in a hot space, good things are going to happen when I'm 19, 20 years old. So I got in there. Um, uh, went through, helped build that startup, um, end up becoming a sales director of a public listed entity. When they got exited, at that point in time is when I kind of exited. It was that that was a hard decision to make because then I was getting paid a monster on the I was about 26 years old, mm. um, but I exited so that I could get to the next part of that quadrant, which was self employment. And in that self employment, if you do it well. You're able to like fund your own tech business so you don't have to go to VCs or the rest of it. And the way I look at those, um, that second part, which is I started a recruitment business, which is now like a national business. It's had ups and downs over the years, as a lot of services businesses do, but still around. Um, does a few million bucks a year type stuff. Um, I don't, I'm not in it, but I'm a key shareholder of it. Um, and what it, What it allowed me to do was build some core fundamental business skills. It allowed me to have a cash flow that allowed me to take risks around building tech. Um, So that took about six or seven years while I was operational in it. And then um, that then allowed me to take a couple of bets. The first couple, which is a marketplace, uh, which is hot in the States. We tried to do here, didn't quite work out. The second one was like a talent pipeline platform. And then that didn't quite work out. And then this one, the MarTech has gone gangbusters. And I think um, I think next year, I think we're about 20 odd people. I think next year we'll probably end up being 40, 50 people with a view of doing the series A. Um, wow. All things going right at about a 40, 50 million bell. So, and that, I think when I look at it, it's that's that whole process took now what, eight, 19, 20 years, three jobs essentially over 20 years. And none of those mm. really made sense um, in the mm. traditional format. Um, but I think what tied it all together was the fact that you're betting in yourself at each stage of that. And when you get to the point where you go, it's feeling comfortable, is the time when you decide, hey, you want to move quadrants. When you're getting comfortable, employee, I love it. when everyone's telling it's you, long hey, long you're long. doing a really great job. Because by nature, that's what you do when you also want to keep people you tell them they're great right you're not going to tell them they're crap yeah absolutely so you're going to be telling them hey that's great <laughs> at that point <laughs> in time they're probably good and that's the time you might want to be asking yourself hey look <laughs> not do i want to get a new necessarily uh new job or new area it's like do i want to jump into a totally different quadrant that's kind of yeah. how i arrived here, Mike. it's probably the so, first So time let me I've ask a little that. bit about that yeah go for it it is it really like this is all new
0: for me and for the audience you know we're we're all taking this journey with Raj together so thank you for, for all sharing thank you Raj for being so so open you know this is this is something that fascinates about me about you is i want to come back to the first springboard or pivot moment you know the first leap maybe and would you describe that as a leap into a quadrant or was it you know maybe maybe a different type of fulcrum moment for you but when you went into recruitment right because this really was the it's the platform, the foundation, the first principles of where you are today. It's it's really where you built your success, and and yet you know if I look at what we were doing, um, you know, twenty years ago, it, it was really marketing, marketing focused, and um, you know when when we talk about SaaS, it was really engagement layer software, helping marketers and helping you know really drive revenue, and then we we were learning the skills of revenue generation as, as sales reps, and, and then you you went on to sales leadership, but. HR and, and, and helping people find roles and, and helping HR departments and companies is in some ways maybe diametrically opposed to to that. How did you make the decision? You know, was, and what I'm trying to extract from this is, was it scientific and was it like the mapped out formulaic approach to the quadrants that you were looking at? Or was there a degree of passion and, and, and you know, what attracted you to that specific yeah, industry yeah, as sure. the
1: first call? Yeah, yeah. Um, The passion in terms of the product is probably where I am now, like what I'm selling now is a a content marketing platform for talent. It combines some of the stuff we did at software, it combines the talent piece. I'm pretty passionate about the problem I'm solving. Um, When I went into recruitment, I wasn't necessarily passionate about recruitment. I was passionate about learning a craft. and when I say a craft, I think of self-employment as like recruitment. It's just a white collar craft. It's like white-collar trade to me too. I don't view it as like any different to being a tradie in any other thing. You're just a white-collar trade. Um, and I was passionate about you know, learning a craft that can allow me to learn the fundamentals of running a business. Like that's what I was passionate about, like becoming a better business person. Um, and that, mm. especially when you're like, hey, you're just leaving. It's quite scary as a chasm when you go, okay, I'm going to stop taking a salary. I'm going to suddenly just take the leap of faith. I'm going to start this thing that I'm, I don't really even know cause I, that well. So it's like, I'm just going to just start doing this and start from scratch. And everyone's going to say that, uh, why are you doing this? And But I was passionate about going, okay, I'm going to put time into mm. a better business person because I was passionate about being a business person. And then when this Came like I think when you then when you're in that you can then see problems that others can't see because you bring together different industries. So I was like, hey, email marketing software, and then I was understanding how um, as consumers, consumer marketing principles and all the rest of it there, and how you marketers engage and the software, da da da, and then in recruitment, it was the talent piece. And now when I look at it, I have a distinct advantage when I'm forming this business clever I have a I can see a problem in a very different light to other people in the market. Because I can see the problem Mm. of going, how should Mm. you do good content marketing for talent? It's no different to how you should do good content marketing for consumers. It's consumer marketing principles. And those Mm. are embedded for the first eight or nine years. And then the talent stuff allows me to situationalize that problem. And does that answer your question of like, Mm. this one I'm super passionate about, the problem I'm solving? And the first one I was really passionate about just becoming yeah, a better business absolutely. person. Because, you know, ultimately I think it's like, if, if you think of a career being 20, 30, 40 years, I don't think every stage you have to be super passionate about the problem the product solves. Yeah, I think it. you should be passionate. You know,
0: what, what I'm really, what my Can takeaways, go. personally. Yeah, absolutely, it helps a little bit, uh, waking up and getting out of bed every day. But what, what I'm really getting is, is you know, you you really had intent you know and and your intent was was at least what i see was the driving force the intent behind the recruitment business was you wanted to create and learn a craft and then what you've done is you've threaded a series of of intents and outcomes as a result of those intents and you followed them through with a fairly scientific approach you know you come back to your four quadrants and and you've really said my first principle really is if I'm going to do this and I'm going to set that goal, he's, he's kind of some bedrocks that will let me know whether I'm on track. And I think that's scalable. It's something that I can take away and say, Hey, you know, maybe I should have had, had this learning 20 years ago to, to, to become where you've, you've, you've gotten to, but there's no, really, it wasn't an overnight success and no one can say that, that you were an overnight success. And neither was it again, coming back to the nonlinear journey, really you've taken a truly cross-functional approach that's allowed you to kind of go in different areas, quite deep. And then as you've threaded them together, you've gone broad, you know, that almost creates a matrix in itself of being able to really quickly identify, um, gaps and, and, and produce a scorecard kind of approach on, on a problem, how you,
1: you know, yeah, solve, you solve that it, problem, how you, on how you solve it. And by the way, this yeah. isn't like, when you look at it, this formula, I guess, it's out there with a lot of people, like um, the guys, for the MailChimp founders um, who now have a business that's doing, that's you know, worth about 10 billion bucks. They just started a, an agency, a marketing agency, and then spun it out into some software within. There's so many people who go, Hey, I'm going to start something where I'm working in and then spin out something else after that. And, you know, before. You even start something which might require some capital if you if you have no capital on starting off with you start as an employee learn your craft you learn some stuff there you mm. service a business that that path is pretty well trodden there's a lot of people there it's just there's the base camp family. there's a whole bunch of different people out there who do it it's just not doesn't get a lot of pr because if you give it a lot of pr mm. the the VC industry, and this is one of my gripes when I look at VCs, the VC industry makes a lot of money from giving you money, but it gets a large chunk of your company. Right. So what does it do to, to promote that? It then promotes all the the, the the few people who end up becoming the candidate lesson Yep. Everyone else underneath that doesn't get promoted. But it, to, it has to be, because they have to be yeah. able to say, hey guys, if you give me your business and you don't bootstrap it for a period of time and you give me Seed and Series A and it, and I own 80% of your company by the time you exit, um, that's still good for you because you just need to dream big and form a multi-billion dollar company. And by the way, look at all these other people who've done it that you might know, which you don't really, but Canva at and you might go, oh, okay, well, that kind of makes sense. But it's vested when they talk about it. It's yeah. totally biased. And then, because they have the money, they run all of this VR journalism around it. Because journalists like to hear about that—the next cap raise.
0: Of course, <laughs> that's right.
1: So, so I, yeah, I think that form is out there. So what you
0: You know, and, it, and it, it is, but you're right. It's so, and this is why I wanted to share your amazing story with our audience today. Is because you know we talked about this before. There's there's a really big. Um, a big concept going around and it's not a great one it's it's one um that's been well talked about and is being hashed more and more and it's called imposter syndrome and there are a lot of people that are really um kind of going yeah well that's that's the way i feel in going about work and the way i feel about waking up and and everything we're pitched and sold is the you know the grant cardone and and you know the finished product and you know hey i was a junkie but now i'm worth 10 billion dollars kind of story and you know you're sitting there listening to all of these millions of success podcasts and none of them really um, do much more than say, "Hey, you could be me." And of course, the natural response is, "Well, I'm not you. I don't. Have, my story isn't like you. I don't know how to get from here to there." And I'm not hearing a narrative that helps me join the dots in, in a scalable or, or um, f- executable process. You know, even in some loose way, there's, there's not a map to get to being there. It sounded like junkie one day, $10 million, sure. um, you know, monster yeah, the yeah. next. And, and you know, this is why it's so important for people to hear what you've done, you know, and hear that there's so much hard work that's gone into it. There's so much about learning a craft and, and really focusing on, on, on intent um, to become really good and, dare I say, great, because you really are great at what you do, Raj. Um, but also, there's a lot of risk, and you talked about that, and you said you had to take – some bets on yourself and some of those bets didn't pay off. Can we talk a, a little bit about that um, for a moment and take, you know, maybe a little bit of a, a, a trip just yeah, into yeah, yeah. Sure. Know, the, a dark um, night of the soul? How, so- how, how, don't go on, please share, no, share, talk, talk about this, on this. No, no, I'm just curious as to how, how did you, how did it make you feel when you, you placed time, effort, money, resources into, into, you know, the first thing and, and, it didn't succeed and then you know what made you decide to keep doing it because really there's a lot of fear there's a lot of adversity there's a lot of shadow self sort of darker emotions that could come into a play in that time can you take us through that story into the darkness and then how you came back out of it
1: yeah yeah sure so i guess there's two bits of it there's the two the two products that kind of failed are probably the ones that are super close right now in kind of memory i might talk about that so i think there's two parts of that there's the um emotional toll of really running hard best putting something all your time and effort. each one took about a year and a half to fail two years and that's kind of the problem when you have a bit of money um you've got a funding vehicle you can actually elongate the failure you can actually, because mm. the business is funding it. You could be like, oh, "I'll just try it a bit more." Like, if you didn't have capital, that'd be out. You'd be out earlier, but because you have a bit more capital to support it, you That's like awesome. your failure takes a bit longer. So each one failure took about a year and a half to, to two years. To so you have enough time where it really hurts. <laughs> you, you have eighteen months of like pain that you're hoping, hoping, and then six months of oh, it's not really working, and then like oh shit, we really need to pull the plug on it. Um, so that's, like, that kind of hurts your self-esteem. Um, it's just, there's no way around it. It's just it hurts your self-esteem. You start questioning yourself. Um, mm. Because each time you also fail in that you might have, like, five or ten people in that business each time. I think we had about up to one, about 12, 13 people in the second one, and then it still failed. Mm. So then all those people have to leave. You can try to migrate to the next business that you got, but they are, like... It's the. It's not just you failing. Then you got to, like, stack up and explain to them. And they're kind of looking at you going, hey, look, I thought we were in this together now. Like, and then we want to stop. And it's like, well, we have to stop now. There's, so then you have, like, a double whammy where you're hurting your friends. So then you got your self esteems hurt. Then you're hurting some friends who've gone on this journey, taking early bets with you. Um. And it's just like, it just makes you feel like shit. It's like there's no other way to it it's just like it's a terrible kind of process mm. um and in one area in one of those we had this person who was on a visa it was such a nightmare couldn't get the second visa through and then they might have had to leave the country and it was like mm. oh it's just a terrible experience mm. a lovely lovely human being as well so fortunately she landed on her feet and all the rest of it but mm. so that's the that's one part the the toll on your psyche the toll that you have in your friends who end up becoming friends because they join you um they weren't necessarily friends at the start, employees, but they mm. end up becoming friends because of the bonds you form. Um, and then the second part of mm. that is um, why why would you do it again? You know, like each time when I look at it, it's mm. like if you just fail twice, like why do it again? So the way I rationalized it in my head was mm. um, worst case scenario, I fail, but I'm moving into um, a space that is a hottest sector that I can learn a lot about. So what I meant by that was, um, when we first did marketplace, like we did a, we're in the recruitment business and I said, hey, I hadn't learned about marketplace models before, but I was like, the worst case scenario is I just learn a lot more about marketplaces and whether this marketplace works or another marketplace stuff. Um And then, then this was like, uh, our SaaS business now um, which essentially now can to have a SaaS and a marketplace, ironically, tied to it, but it's like, what's the downside of my learning? That's how I'd back it. Very worst case, because in some things right now, we've mm. got, in our platform right now, we've got artificial intelligence, machine learning, um, neural language, natural language pro, uh, processing. Um, we've got a marketplace, we've got a SaaS platform, we've got a whole bunch of stuff that's come in where even like that was my bet that would that in and of itself is really worthwhile and that's how i kind of got myself over oh it. My and gosh. convinced like my partner to go allow me to have that bet because now i've got just recently got two twins I've got a partner i'm like i'm an old person i'm not like the same young person with no obligations so i have to convince <laughs> like my partner it's like hey why let's just like why would you why would we want to go through this again um why not stick to something that's making money and you, you can be happy with like do you really want us like hey look mm-hmm. i know this has been hard for all of us including you but we've learned to heap and all of these things are really hot areas like even for this mm-hmm. if i stop this business now the stuff that i now know about machine learning artificial intelligence mm-hmm. um the nlp the platform all the rest of it just puts you in a really, really unique place. Mm. So does that, I don't know, does that answer your question of like...
0: Raj, you've
1: been an absolutely phenomenal
0: guest. Thank you so much. Um, I'll certainly be keeping a close eye on your growth. And, and as you move um, on to, to higher and higher heights, uh, I am hope you'd be willing to come back on the show and, and share you know, the next iteration of your journey with us. Um, For now, to our audience, I'd like to thank you for listening. And before you go, I ask you to do us a good deed. Please share this with one other person and leave us a five-star review wherever you tuned in. For more best self goodness, find us on social by searching for The Self App. From us to you, keep up the good thoughts, good words, good deeds, and continue to level up your best self.
1: Bye, everyone. Thanks, Raj.